Koski pushes and he goes through for a run and he'll complete it. And he'll bring up his seventh first class century. Raises his hands. Well played, Will Pekowski. It felt like one of the most significant shield centuries in many a year for the Australian cricket scene, for Victoria and for the man himself, Will Pekowski. It didn't get Victoria all that it wanted, thwarted by the bad light and rain in Sydney at this time of year. It's summer, you know. Um, eight down and then lost the rest of the day's play. I'm rapt to say that Will's with me from the airport. Will Pekowski, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, Jared. Pleasure to be on. How frustrating was yesterday? Uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Frustrating to get that close and then... Obviously, the rain just uh, wouldn't go away. And then when it did sort of go away, there was a yeah, few problems with the ground because of how much rain had fallen. But, yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, that's one of the bad things about cricket sometimes. But to get that close to a, to a really good win and then have it sort of taken away from you was, was disappointing. But, yeah, we played some good cricket over the four days, which is really good. And we sort of took took out of it that if we keep playing like that, we're, we're going to get rewarded in the long run. I have a bit of a fixation with Sydney's weather at this time of year. Was the bad light bad enough to stop play before the rain came in? Uh, I think it depends who, who's, whose opinion you ask for. I yes. think if I was batting, I would have been saying yes, absolutely. But in the field, I was more than happy to keep going. So, yeah, I don't really know how the light works because there's been some times where we'll come off where, you know, it sort of felt pretty light and other times where you stay on and you feel like it's pretty much pitch black. So it's a, it's a pretty tough one to get a read on sometimes. The reality is, is it means you don't go top of the table. Is that sort of something that you acknowledge as you were so close to achieving that step with a couple to go? Yeah, well, it's frustrating because obviously with the, the Tassie WA game ending in a draw, if we had got that result over the line, we would have gone a little bit clear on top with two games to play, which is obviously the position you want to be in. And um, we always know that, that making finals is hard enough in the first place. And if, you, if you're if able to host one, that's obviously even better. So it is a little bit disappointing in that regard. But as I said, we had a good chat after the game yesterday and just sort of re-emphasise that point that uh, if we keep playing cricket the way we've been playing it, then, then good things will come our way. The century that you made in this game. So it was one of the crossover shield centuries, I reckon, and met with a great wave of affection and also possibility there. How significant was that ton for you? Uh, yeah, it's obviously good uh, from a personal perspective just to get, get that reward for a fair bit of hard work going going in off the field. So, um, yeah, it's obviously very satisfying to, to score 100. It's obviously better in a winning team which uh, as, as I said it was pretty disappointing that due to sort of circumstances outside our control we, we couldn't get that win yesterday but yeah it was def- definitely satisfying to, to get to three figures. Was it so the first first class century since November 2020 did it feel like a long time between them? It did um, I haven't played probably that much cricket yeah. though, in between which has meant that Probably the time, I guess, sounds longer than in terms of actual games played. But, yeah, it sort of felt like it was one of those things where it's been it's been a great summer, personally, in so many regards, in terms of getting some cricket together back-to-back. And then, yeah, it's obviously nice as a batsman. Um, you pride yourself on your ability to sort of cash in when when conditions are in your favour and when you get yourself in. So it was, it was good to be able to do that again. And, 
um, yeah, it'll be a very good confidence booster going forward that I know that all my processes and stuff um, that have worked in the past still do work and um, I've just got to be really disciplined in, in applying them as often as I can and, and hopefully contributing to some wins going forward. So the culmination of how much hard work in your mind? Uh, yeah, a fair bit, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah it probably hasn't, hasn't sunk in yet and probably because we're in the heat of it and you sort of look forward to the next game now pretty quickly. But um, I think when I do get a little break at the end of the season, sort of regardless of outcomes in terms of runs and personal stuff like that, it's just been so good to be to be a part of the group again and to be able to play play some consistent cricket. So, um, yeah, on a personal note, it's been great. And then obviously the team success is, is the most important thing. And I think it's such a good group that we've got at the moment. So it's just good that we, we are in with a sniff of another Shield final, which would be amazing. And, yeah, if we can sort of culminate a pretty good season personally with, with that team success, that would be perfect end for the year. What, what are the markers for you, Will? So uh, speaking to those who observe, so organised and patient, littered with moments of class, relentless and error-free were some of the uh, observations I was able to pick up. What, what are the markers of that innings for you? Um, I think it's just more my, my mental discipline and just applying sort of my process every single ball and being able to do that sort of back-to-back. It was pretty hot as well, so... Um, yeah, sort of being able to maintain that concentration and uh, tune in and out in between balls and just, yeah, get those processes as right as I can. And, and I know that over the long term, they'll, they'll hopefully give me some good results. And then, obviously, it was, it was a very good bowling attack we're playing against as well. So almost trying to take that out of it. Obviously, facing, facing a guy who's taken over 500 test wickets is, is always a pretty big challenge. And then Tremaine and Bird have had amazing first-class careers and then yeah Liam Hatch is also coming through he's been a bit hurt by injury over the last few years but he's also a very good bowler and then yeah obviously Jack Edwards is, a, is an up-and-coming all-rounder so it's sort of just more about going okay these are my plans for these specific bowlers and yeah being as disciplined as I can in, in my processes and if I do that generally I'm pretty happy. Did you ramp a ball into your grill at one stage? <laughs> yeah I did <laughs> um yeah, the ramp is one I've been working on a little bit, just as a little, a little party trick. But yeah, unfortunately, got that one a little bit wrong. <laughs> so, it's, so it it, it is. I, I know with Joe Root at the moment, it's the source of such intrigue. Is how imaginative is the modern batter prepared to be, and the <laughs> danger money involved in it? Yeah, yeah. I think when I ramped, I was more disappointed that I didn't hit it for four because I just thought, all right, well. I don't have many other boundary options here, so this is probably my only one. So, yeah, it is one of those things where I think you do end up practicing it. And the more you see players like Joe Root, who are probably more the traditional players in the game playing those type of shots, the more probably gives me the courage to go, OK, well, I, I can sort of do that. It's just part of the modern game now. The, the podcast that you did with Adam White, the Vic Cricket podcast, was absolutely enthralling, Will. And then this century comes after its release. Is What sort of response, do you, how broad's the response that you get when uh, to, to something like that? Um, I didn't get too much, to be honest. Uh, yeah, a few people have sort of mentioned it to me, and Whitey's actually mentioned that he got a lot of feedback uh, on it. But I think by now, like, people sort of leave me alone yeah. and I sort of try and avoid it as much as I can in a way. Um, I've sort of kept a pretty close inner circle in terms of my sort of friends and family. 
and those that are close with me and they sort of know everything that's gone on. So they're never, um, I guess, too astounded by anything that comes out. But yeah, I think as you, as you grow older, you sort of learn to, to keep your circle pretty tight and, um, yeah, I sort of try and stay away from as much of that kind of extra attention as I can. Yeah, yeah, and that's I'm sure that's a good strategy. So I, I, the one thing I was wondering without revisiting any of it is you missed the next game. So you'd recorded that. It hadn't been released. Um, you had the second 11 game and, and got struck and missed the next game with concussion symptoms, as we were told. What's – nothing's linear, obviously. Is How do you absorb – that, given that, that it sort of felt like that's the crux of a lot of what you've been dealing with. Yeah, uh, well, I guess it was, personally, it was actually pretty easy to deal with because it was a pretty regulation concussion. Like, I got hit by a bouncer in, in Adelaide. Um, yeah, probably just technically got it got it wrong on that one particular ball, but that, that can sort of happen with any ball. Obviously, got hit um, and had a pretty pretty normal concussion response which um in a way was actually a pretty big positive um and yeah just obviously it was it was frustrating that i missed that that first shield game back but um in terms of the doctors and and working with them and um just getting through all that like it was a pretty simple concussion return to play process and um to be honest it was probably the first time i'd been hit and i i didn't feel overly stressed by it i just thought okay just it is what it is. Um, felt sort of symptoms for probably ended up being like two, two and a half weeks. And then as soon as those symptoms uh, sort of went away and, and with the sort of physical program I was doing to to sort of increase my tolerance and everything, it, it all sort of clicked into place that I was able to get a, get a couple of days prep in before the Shield game and then return to the team. So I guess in that, in that regard, it was really good just to, to almost have just a normal concussion in a way and just... Um, yeah, go through that normal process. And then even working with the doc, we, we probably got the first couple of days wrong in terms of recovery. And that might have set me back two or three days, but I probably would have just missed that South Australia game regardless. But um, maybe would have, would have got a club game in or something before returning to the Shield. But yeah, it was just a very normal sort of concussion and, and a very normal return to play, which was quite nice. Obviously, it's hard from the outside because people probably assume, oh, no, there's, there's other stuff going on, but that's that's genuinely as, as simple as it was. And the, how acute is the medical attention, the medical care that you get during that process now? Uh, yeah, it's sort of a difficult one because it's obviously with the issues I've had, um, yeah, different people have a lot of different opinions, but uh, the doc at Cricket Victoria has known my sort of background pretty well. He's only come in in the last year or two, but I've known him for a while because we he played at Melbourne Cricket Club for a bit when I was there, and he was great because it was sort of more of a daily sort of all right, let's do this. I went and I went and saw someone every day. Um, I went and saw another guy as well that's really helped me with a lot of ongoing symptoms that I've had since my major concussion when when I was sixteen. So sort of ticked all those boxes and. Um, yeah, it was just a very, very simple, like, all right, how are you going every day? Let's progress this, let's progress that. And you sort of just see your tolerance increase. You get little boosts of confidence as, as you increase um, your physical activity and your your symptoms don't react as poorly as they were, uh, I guess, the day before. So, um, yeah, it is. it was quite good for me because it sort of took a bit of that pressure away and just went, okay, well, this is what you're going to do every day. You get told what to do almost as if you would 
with any normal injury. And then, yeah, that really helped me just sort of organize everything. And then, yeah, see that progress and, and that progress came pretty quickly, which was nice. In the progression that you're making, as well as consistently making runs, how big a part of um, of your development now is it to play games back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, Shield, then over to England and just to string cricket together? Yeah, it's huge. I, I feel like I've missed a lot, obviously, over the last few years. And, um, yeah, I'm just loving being back playing and being able to get that, that consistency of time out on the park. So... Yeah, that's that's sort of the aim for me. I, I don't have too much, um, I guess, forethought in terms of what anything looks like other than just playing that next game and, and keep sort of enjoying it and keep having fun, keep applying your processes and, uh, yeah, doing what you love. We're very lucky to, to have a job such as I do. So, um, yeah, it's just about playing as much as I can, basically, and obviously being smart with that and managing it. And, you know, if you do get hit in the head and have a concussion and you have to miss a game, you have to miss a game or, you know, you, you hurt your finger or you, you hurt your shoulder or whatever it is. But I know injuries are always going to be part of sport. But, yeah, the more I can play, the better. And, yeah, that's just, that's basically my, my ultimate goal at the moment. You gave lovely voice to the Australian dream, which... Um which has been such a, a, a thing from your childhood onwards, it seems. Is it runs that will fuel that dream through the through the next sort of 12 months? Um, yeah, obviously you just always want to contribute, but I think it's it's one of those sports where you, you're never going to perfect, I guess you're never going to perfect any sport, but yeah, you've just, I've just always had that desire to get better and, and find ways to improve. And um, I, I think, you never play really the perfect inning. So there's always room for improvement. There's always room for, for ways to develop the way you train, the way you go about it. So, yeah, I think for me, I've never really seen cricket as a job or as a, as a, as a chore or training as a, a thing I don't really want to do. It's, it's always something that I've really loved. So um, I'm pretty lucky in that regard. And, yeah, obviously the more runs you make, the better. Um, because you're going to contribute to team success and obviously personally it's satisfying um, to achieve that personal success just, just with the hard work you put in. But, yeah, it's going to be one of those sports, as I said, that you're never going to perfect. And there's always going to be highs and lows. Things don't go your way sometimes. But, yeah, I think that, that desire is never really going to go away. And given it, you alluded to how close you've come in recent times towards um, toward retiring from cricket, um, did that sort of add to the specialness of what you've just been able to do this week? Uh, absolutely, yeah. It's been, um, yeah, a, a huge journey of uh, pretty significant ups and downs. Um, but yeah, given where I know I've been to, yeah, to get that first sort of hundred sort of back in a way, um, where I sort of look at it as a bit of a second chance at a career, which I've been very lucky to have because of the support I've had from from my state and my teammates and, and everyone that's been sort of around me and my family and my friends and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it just sort of feels like hopefully I can start to sort of repay that faith that a lot of people have had in me when probably would have been easier to give up and I was pretty close to giving up on myself at some stages. So, um, yeah, it did feel sort of extra special, I think, in that regard. It sort of felt like a first hundred in a way, which, uh, yeah, it was a pretty nice feeling. So just as we conclude, does it have does it have you feeling patient or impatient? Have you seen enough to go, oh, I can be patient now? Or are you going, I've seen enough, I'm just so hungry for this right now, I feel impatient for it? 
Um, oh, it's a good question. Probably a bit of both. It's a, it's that's an okay answer. Um, you just came to yeah, do your absolute best every time you you go out and play, and um, yeah, just just try your heart out and hope for the best. But then by the same by the same token, I guess yeah, it's one of those things where you've probably been through enough that yeah, you know it's not the end of the world if things aren't going your way or, if, you know, you, you miss out or if your team loses the game, you can sort of bounce back from that pretty quickly. But, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just trying to trying to embrace the journey. I'm just grateful that I'm still playing cricket and um, getting some games together back-to-back. It's great to see you, Will. I suspect that's your boarding call. Thank you for your time and uh, good luck in the next one against Tassie. Thanks very much, Jared. Thanks for having me. Will Pukowski after his century on Sunday at the SCG.